Welcome to the 5am grind. Our mission is to create content to help you pursue your dreams in entrepreneurship or land that dream career. Tune in every week to get insights on mindset, goal setting, lifestyle, and exclusive interviews from leading entrepreneurs and business leaders across the country. Welcome to the 5am grind. Harris, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. What's up with you? Yeah, it's going well. It's not too bad. You know, it's uh, it's going. <laughs> Can't believe we're uh, three months into 2021. Actually, yeah. Uh, more we're, than uh, three months. Huh? More yeah. than three months. Yeah, we're uh, in a, oh, it's April 1st. Yeah, as of this recording. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And we're, we're, yeah, that's a quarter of the year gone. Yeah, quarter of the year gone. Still can't get rid of COVID, though. For sure, for sure. <laughs> if you see us drinking coffee, we're thinking of being, you know, we record this podcast early. We're not going to reveal what time. It's, it's called the 5 a.m. grind, so <laughs> you can two draw and two together, from right? there. <laughs> but yeah, no, so okay, we're going to have coffees on the side just because, you know, I'm a big coffee drinker. I love coffee. Yeah, I love coffee, too. Switching, up, switching over from uh, Tim Hortons to McDonald's, I think, was a good call. I don't yeah. know, for whatever reason, I've always heard that McDonald's coffee was really good, but um, never really gave it a chance. Uh, dude, I switched over like a few From years Tim ago, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to be honest, I was a bit more of a Starbucks guy, you know, because yeah. I like that uh, very basic. <laughs> basic? <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> is basic. <laughs> Starbucks ain't basic, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, also, I think I, the reason I don't like Starbucks, I yeah. like it once in a while. Um, it's, it's much pretty, stronger. It's much stronger, it's much stronger which is what yeah. I like. But um, also, I feel like the, once I start drinking Starbucks, the day I don't have it, the, the freaking the withdrawal, the withdrawal yeah, is yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. But overall, the taste is just more chalky. Which one? With uh, Starbucks. Really? Yeah. 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 Even it's at McDonald's. Gritty, no? Yeah. But McDonald's, you go down to like the States. Yeah. It's, it's chalkier. What do you mean by gritty? I don't know. I find Starbucks, you can sort of taste the grains of the coffee oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're drinking yeah, it a little bit. Yeah. This less, so it's more smooth. This is smooth. Yeah. McDonald's. But yeah. McDonald's, this is a Canadian McDonald's. Oh, right? so you th- you're like saying U.S. McDonald's is different, yeah, huh? Yeah, they've got like, I mean, Canadian, uh, American McDonald's and uh, American Tim Hortons. Uh, their entire coffee is just more chalky. It has more of a burnt taste. Interesting, interesting. Than, uh, Ours is, I feel like, I think there's more, what is it, vanilla beans or something? I don't know. I would, ch- I would tell all of our American listeners, come up to Canada, taste the coffee. <laughs> Apparently, it's much better here. <laughs> all espresso, right. too. McDonald's has solid espresso They have good Canada. stuff. Their breakfast game is on yeah, point. Yeah. On point, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, so for this week's episode, I thought we'd uh, continue last episode's uh, topic, which is, if you're not qualified for your for a job, should you still apply for it? Now, this podcast very much geared towards job seekers, new graduates looking for a job, just launching their careers, etc. We thought we had a lot to talk about, so that's mm-hmm. why we split it into two episodes. In episode, in the first episode of uh, this series of this topic, what we covered was, um, would you apply for a job if you're not qualified for? And then putting ourselves, so Harris and I, into the hiring manager's shoes and then deciding whether or not we would hire someone who isn't completely qualified for a particular job, right? We had two more questions we're going to try and cover in this podcast, and I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. And those are, how can you show if you're not completely qualified for a position? Um, 
that you you can do the job, yeah. right? And we sort of touched on this towards the end yeah, of the yeah. other podcast, talking about how you can distinguish your application, go beyond a resume, etc. Mm -hmm. We'll cover some of this topic, these topics a bit more. And then last but not least, um, what are some ideal traits, you know, for a job seeker to have? Like ideal traits, just as you go through your career progression, you know, moving up the ranks, etc. What are some ideal characteristics to have? And maybe last but not least, we'll cover some of the good advice we've received about job seeking, just progression yeah. in general, etc. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, um, Horace, let's continue this discussion about showing how you're qualified for a position if you're not, you know, if you don't meet all of the requirements in a particular job description, yeah. right? And towards the end of the previous podcast, what I said was the way I tried to distinguish myself for some of the jobs that I applied, particularly one, one of the jobs that I applied for at BMO, was to include a sample research report because the job requires you to do equity research, so research about stocks in my application to stand out from the competition. Yeah. I'll tell you this, though, about that particular industry because I've worked in it for uh, three years at BMO, a year at Macquarie, um, so I have a little bit of experience with it, is that once some people started doing it, now everybody does it, right? So mm -hmm. it dilutes that research report you include in the application. And I think in today's world, the biggest advice I would have is use a website and just online presence yeah. to distinguish yourself. Mm. You know, the, the, the biggest thing, and I, it's kind of sad that I realized it's so late in my career as well, is if you start creating content and just putting your work out there for the world to see yeah. and consume, that is the best way to develop credibility, expertise, show your expertise to hiring managers, to clients, to whomever. It's yeah. absolutely crucial to do that. Yeah. I'm not saying that the piece of work you'll put out there will be the best thing, especially if you're doing it as a new job yeah. seeker or as a first-timer, etc. It might be crap, but that's okay. As long as you keep at it and improve, that's the point of all of this, yeah. right? So, I mean, I, before, I, like, that's... There's a lot to kind of uncover in that part. But mm -hmm. before I get into that, I wanted to just backtrack a little bit to what you said earlier. Yeah. Um, how everybody put, puts in their report and now it dilutes it. Yeah. I, I You know what it is? I think that uh, before, if nobody's put a, a report in, just the fact that you have a report, it brings it up like, it gives you a lot of brownie points because you're like, okay, this person is really trying. Yeah. Right? It's automatic. Um, but because everybody's doing it does not mean it necessarily dilutes it. Now the thing is, yep. is like, first of all, report or no report, you better have a really well-organized resume. Okay, uh, That yeah. doesn't mean that it has to have a lot of information. I'm talking about organized as in it draws my eyes where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. And in a few sentences, you're basically telling me not your entire life story. You're telling me to read on. Yeah. Okay, give me give me the chance. That's it. That's all you're trying to do. Then you look at the report or whatever else it is. Yeah. Right. That is like whoa. Like okay, now I'm getting to the report is getting to know this person. All right. I'm getting to know you, not the stock or whatever it was that you put on the report as yeah. a recommendation. Yeah. Right. It's what? How are you presenting it to me? What kind of language are you using? It's an experience, right? Mm -hmm. Because all of that is so important. Language is so important. Whether it's an email, whether it's a conversation, your demeanor, all of that makes up so much that it's, it's, it's 
worth just as much, if not more, than those bullet point qualifications for any job uh, position. I, I totally agree. And I want to underscore that point. Yeah. Because what they're looking for, for example, for this position that I had applied for, they know that you might not have the most accurate stock recommendation. And that's okay. Yeah. It's perfectly fine yeah. for you to be wrong. But what isn't acceptable is crappy writing skills, yeah. is crappy logic to come up with a recommendation. Yeah. And that's really what they're looking for. Let's be honest. When you're looking at, at investment banks, most of the stock recommendations completely wrong. They mostly <laughs> get it wrong. Like, I'll be completely honest. So if right? you get it wrong, you can fit yeah. it right in. You, you fit right in. Exactly. Like, they usually, like, no, it's true. Like, Howard Marks, one of the most famous institutional investors, will say, if you can get 60% of your stock recommendations correct, like your stock calls correct, yeah. You are doing better than most people out there yeah. who are losing when they invest money in the market, yeah. right? Yeah. Who think they can beat the market but lose money. Yeah. Um, so I would say that exactly. They're not looking for you to be right. They're just looking at how did you write it? What was the logic you used when you came up with the recommendation? Yeah. That's the critical aspect of what you're trying to demonstrate. So don't be intimidated by, you know, and, and this goes to a lot of other industries. You don't need to have the right answer. You just need to have a good process. Yeah. Is what you're really showing. Yeah. No, no, I 100% agree. And it's when the, the thought process with an employer is what's more difficult to teach? Yeah. Right? Grammar, communication uh -huh. skills, logic, or like the technical analysis. Technical analysis for stocks, for example, um, even within law, I'll, and I'll give you my own example because I, I guess I can relate to it a little yeah. bit more. It's very easy to tell people what are the steps when you see this problem. It is damn near impossible, I uh, swear, to get people mm -hmm. to communicate effectively to everyone. Yeah, yeah, right. To yeah. keep their cool during pressure. Yeah, uh, when <coughs> things are really, you know, like uh, under the wire. Um, to be able to speak eloquently, succinctly, all these things are right? you can't. I know for a fact it's, and I was naive in the beginning because I thought maybe it's possible. It is not easy to change that because that writing skills, communication, demeanor is a culmination of your entire life. Yeah. It's not just four years or two years of undergrad, college, wherever you went, right? Um, high school, whatever it is. It's not like th those four years that you may have spent there. Right, like if you go to high school, four years they're they're they're, they're teaching you stuff. You spend another four years in undergrad or two years in college. That's six eight years that you're learning this. But by the time you get out of like college or undergrad, right, you're 21 years. You have 21 years of experiencing demeanor and manners and all of that stuff. That's more difficult to override than the four years you spent or six years you spent um, trying to figure things out because at least you're still learning at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, so it's like, it is so important, right, to have that demeanor, that language down. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly difficult to, to teach that. Yeah. So, that's what, and then once you check that off, like, there's just a natural, I know, I feel like, at least for myself, mm -hmm. but I feel like anybody else who I've kind of met with, when in any kind of position to hire, you have a natural affinity towards people who speak well, at least maybe it's just me, right? If somebody speaks eloquently, I'm like, whoa, this is very attractive, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because eloquently speaking is not something uh, it, 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 like that you could just pick up. It's something that's refined, right? It's like 
watching somebody who plays a certain sport really well. They may not be a national player, but even if they play really well, you could see what they're doing. You're like, oh, that's awe-inspiring. So the same thing. If you speak eloquently, you write eloquently, dude, that's very, very attractive. Very attractive. Hold on. You um, made me think of something. <laughs> All right? Yeah. All right? You ready for this? Yeah. I'm about to drop some wisdom, Horace. <laughs> no, but really, that I think the key point you're just making, which made me think of this, is that technical skills, like let's say in re- equity research and stock investing, et cetera, financial modeling is one of the skill set you need. Yeah. Financial modeling, for those of you who don't know, is basically coming up with a forecast and a projection about what a stock is worth. Yeah. That stuff can be thought to people, no problem. Like in the US, they hire people with arts backgrounds and teach them this stuff. It's yeah. simple math. It's grade six math that you teach to people and they can do it. But what cannot be thought to people, <laughs> what you cannot teach is a growth mindset, a, like the ability to learn, a good attitude, and good communication skills. That stuff is usually, to me, priceless. Yeah. It's the stuff that, you know, like someone who is, who is lazy, I cannot... Well, however, I try to convince them to be a person that isn't lazy and was, is willing to take action is more forthright in their yeah. life. That yeah. is such a hard thing for me to correct. Yeah. Right? Because it's an attitude issue. There's no, there's no like company training or whatever yeah. I could develop. It's just you. It's innate. I'm yeah. not saying it can't be changed. Of course it can. But it's not an employer's, like an employer is not going to do that. They're not going to go, oh, you're lazy? Oh, well, let me teach you how to take care of yourself and be more for. No, they're not going to do that. They can teach you financial modeling yeah. skills and things like that for sure. Technical yeah. skills can be taught to people. Yeah. But the other stuff, the more fluffy stuff, which a lot of people are like, oh, it's fluffy. No, they need a fancy financial model. No, 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 no. That's the stuff you can't teach, yeah. no, and which, is, which is so important. Yeah. So it's, important. It's, and I think you realize this also as you grow in your career as well, right? Um, good financial models, like any MBA, like once you've done an MBA, you can do one. Like uh, <laughs> there's, no, there's no secret to it, yeah, yeah. right? I've worked at an investment bank. Let me tell you something. There is uh, shitty financial models. They're very good ones. And a better mousetrap doesn't make you a better stock picker. Like it, there's no correlation. Just because you have a fancy financial model doesn't mean you're yeah. going to get the stock direction completely right. I mean, you might have a slightly better chance at it and good for you. But it doesn't mean that you're going to get it right. Like, yeah. not at all. 100%. Not at all. And at the end of the day, what the banks care about is whether or not you can also bring money to the firm, right? Like, can you convince clients to trade with us? Can you tell a good story? Can you communicate well? Can you articulate your opinion and recommendation in a way that they can understand? That is worth a lot, too. Like, yeah. do not dismiss that. Yeah. And in some professions, that stuff is way more important than the technical stuff. I mean, in my profession, because what you're essentially, and we've talked about this before, what yeah. you're describing is sales. And, yes. And yes. for me, show. yeah, like I, even if I have individuals who are not um, in a sales capacity trying to increase the revenue for the firm, you're always selling. You're selling your arguments to other stakeholders. And if you could do that well, you have to be eloquent. You have to be well-spoken. You have to have all these things that you're trying to convince people. Um, and I don't mean in an aggressive manner, but in a very eloquent and smart, intelligent uh, manner, if you could convince other people of your ideas, that's it's you're amazing. Golden. Yeah, you're golden, golden, like, man. You're, you're golden. golden. You're going to be successful at yeah. some point in your life. It's just a matter of when. If somebody came to me with well-spoken and well-written, right, yeah. hardworking, I could honestly, and, and this, this is 
another thing. If you're if you have essentially good communication skills, I can pack five years of legal experience in six months to a year. That's mm-hmm. how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, for most people, everybody who is kind of on the lazier end, or maybe some people are not lazy; they're hardworking, but they don't have these other communication skills. Will set them back. They will take that five years because they need to learn everything quickly. But if you're sharp, strong communication skills. You could have no legal background, and I can give you five years of experience in a year. Yeah. Because if you're running through it, right, you're like, boom, 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 this is what's happening, and your mind is working at a certain level, I would I would take that guy any day, any day, any mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Over some dude who's just been kind of passively doing stuff for five years. Yeah. It's like, oh, I used to do it like this. Well, I'm no. I need somebody <laughs> who has that growth mindset, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Growth mindset because I – First of all, I like to surround myself with people who are growing. If you're stale, it's just it unattractive. Sucks. It's a downer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I have a growth mindset myself. So I want to be around people who have, who are pushing themselves because it gives me motivation. It does. Right? You feed off other people's yeah. energy. Yeah. And if when I see somebody working for me and they they have that mindset, I have admiration for them. Mm-hmm. I have respect for them. And that, that those kind of traits or those, those feelings that I get aren't – something that like are automatically triggered that I could stop. Those are just kind of they when I see that in something inside of me says like this person is something and you can't really get rid of that. So same thing with like any of your employers, right? If you're doing your work properly and you're, you're able to present yourself effectively, again, communication skills, presentation skills, they're in, they're innately, they're naturally going to start feeling a certain way towards you. Yeah. Right? There, there is going to be that admiration. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, and I think we're covering the other question I wanted to cover here. We're, we're sort of answering it. That is, what are some ideal traits for a job seeker to have? And just someone in their career, right? Yeah. Like we're talking about the importance of those interpersonal and soft skills and how important that stuff yeah. is, right? I guess when you see a resume or when you've applied for previous jobs and stuff like that, or I don't know if you bid for jobs, I don't know if you do that sort of stuff. How do you showcase that you have these traits in a resume and just a piece of paper? How do you think we can do that? It's certainly tough, but like maybe we, we look at it from this perspective. What really makes a good resume? You know, what makes you, because you, you, you said something to the effect that when I see a resume, you know, if it's written in a certain way and if it has certain explanations that makes me want to prod further and learn further, I get interested, right? Yeah. How do you have that little teaser in a resume that makes a hiring manager want to be like, huh, I want to learn more. I want to meet this person. Yeah. I would say... Um, dude, I'm like organization, man. Yeah, I, like it doesn't because some of so these just resumes, the way you present. Man, yeah, like some of these resumes, they're going a little too crazy. I understand graphic designers sometimes can put up templates with like three columns and there's colors and all this other nonsense <laughs> going on, man. Like, and I'm just like, where the heck am I supposed to look at? Right? Yeah, because like you have like there's some resumes I've gotten. There's columns on each end and the information's in the middle. Right. Like, no, the, it may look nice when you're creating it because you're like, oh, my God, there's like so much going on and I can explain so much. No, that's not good because there's just way too much going on. You could put your name at the top, right? If you put your name at the top yeah, it, and you put like even a paragraph, a few lines, uh-huh. right, that about yourself, if you could describe yourself. In, I'm just saying hypothetically, like three sentences, right? Um, and then, right, I'm not going to read those three sentences right away. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Right? But uh, then underneath that, you have your education or your, depending on where you are in your career, you have your experience first, you, where you worked, your title, and give me like three lines on what you did. Yeah. Right? 
And if you give me three of those and that's good enough, then I'm going to go read the paragraph at the top, right? But if I don't see that, and the reason I say don't put the paragraph at the bottom is because if I, I look at those and I like those, I don't know there's a paragraph because I might not get to the bottom. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so those are, that's it. That is it. That is, I don't need a list of like, oh, my God, these are my qualities. Mm. Uh, tidy. Whatever it is, right? Like, uh, these are my skill sets in terms of soft, whatever. I don't, you, anybody can copy and paste those like, lists. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it means nothing. To I me. have a good attitude. Yeah, like, yeah, that's why. Like, no, no shit. Hardworking. Like, that's, that's, and all goes that without stuff. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your hardworking yeah, goes without yeah, saying. Yeah. So, right? like, all all of that, you could write a list, but I need to see it. Right. Yeah, I, I'm looking yeah. for those things, and I get that you know I'm looking for those things. <laughs> and you're putting it on there, but I need to see those things. So, ditch that list. Screw that list. Yeah. Uh, and then just three things, four positions, uh, and 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 what you did, and even possibly how you changed it. This is what yeah. I was thinking there. Yeah, I think so true. Like the the thing I would go with a resume is try and list achievements of how you helped develop something yeah. or improve something, and that's certainly hard to do. And I understand it requires a little bit of thinking. And to be honest, what I would say, even when I applied for for um, like the job that I have now, some of the previous jobs I've had, my resume sort of evolved. I had one copy that I did, which I thought was good. And then I improved it over time yeah. by refining some of the things I had, some of my achievements, talking about how re- I really made an impact to an organization, how yeah. I really made a difference. Um, so it evolves over time. And it's okay if you don't get it right the first time. You might get rejected and stuff. And that's, that's okay. Everybody does. Yeah. Uh, but then you'll refine it slowly as you know what it is that jobs, um, job um, hiring managers are looking for, what keywords they want, yeah. what it is they're trying to achieve, and that sort of thing. The other thing I wanted to impart, Horace, to a lot of uh, fresh graduates and job seekers is this. Make yourself interesting. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, seriously. Sometimes when I do read a resume, let's say yeah. I'm an avid skier, okay? I'm not saying go do, go ski. <laughs> don't need to do that. <laughs> but someone says I'm a skier or I, uh, I don't know, teach something Swahili in my free time, whatever it is. It makes a hiring manager go, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. This is a real person and they yeah. have shit they do in their free time, which is interesting. Yeah. Right? A lot of it is subjective. If somebody put like, yo, man, they go to Krispy Kreme like twice a week. I'd no, be like, oh, I'm going to interview this one. <laughs> I wouldn't I like put Krispy that. Kreme. I wouldn't put that. No, but just make yourself interesting, right? You don't need to always be like, oh, I work this corporate job and I corporate job here and blah, 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 blah. Like it doesn't need to be like that. interesting or relatable? Relatable and interesting. Yeah. I think it all, like someone who, I don't know, worked at the army for a little while. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Someone who, I don't know, may try to make it to, like I had one of my friends, one of my former coworkers. I think he was on the, like he went to Harvard, really smart kid. He was on the Harvard swim team and was about to make it to the U.S. Olympic team, something. That's really cool, man. Even yeah. if you didn't make the team, at least you were considered for it. That's cool. Yeah. People will be like, oh shit, like this person was like, because, yeah. and in some ways, you as a job seeker kind of have the upper hand in front of a hiring manager. Because if you say, I was a reserve of the U.S. Olympic team, like I bet you most hiring managers didn't even make it that far. Yeah. <laughs> so you already have an upper hand yeah, in yeah. one aspect yeah. of your life versus them. Yeah. Right? You're showing, no, man, I have these characteristics. I have discipline. I can dude, work hard. Dude, like reserve at, in a team, like the Olympics team, it shows that like how much discipline do you yeah, need? Yeah, how good must you be to be yeah, just, just yeah, you know, like yeah. the backup of the actual swimmers? <laughs> yeah. You have to be really freaking yeah. good. 
Yeah, no, 100%. Because, like, they're all world-class athletes. It's just that the differences are just so So minute. Small. Yeah, it's like yeah. seconds, dude. Yeah. Like, it's like seconds. It's, yeah. yeah, it's seconds. When so it comes to that, to that point, like, everybody's good. Yeah. It's just, oh, like, oh, I took one stroke this way, and that's yeah, why I finished yeah. the second uh, faster than this other yeah. person. No, right? so That's all, all it is. But I would say not, but I, I, one thing that I do want to kind of, uh, in part, in, yeah, in, uh, yeah. In, in addition to what you were saying, in terms of interesting, yeah, I wouldn't do interesting in turn for interesting sake. No, no, no. For yes, yeah. uh huh. What I, you're trying I to totally do is still agree, be dude. relatable, right? Yes, because some yes. people are like, Yo, I'm like, not they saying have, go like, go like pick up a hobby just because you want to look good on a yeah, resume. Yeah. I mean, everybody can see through that. If I just skied just because I want to make myself interesting on a resume, that wouldn't last long. I wouldn't mm-hmm. enjoy it, yeah. right? I genuinely like skiing, yeah, right. Which I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'll put it on my resume. I like skiing. Maybe there are other people who do, and they might find it interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, it, but it has to be somewhat relatable, right? With the skiing, it's like, look, this person is an athlete. He's active, right? He's, he's moving. Not an athlete. I'm not an athlete. Well, athletic. Yeah. <laughs> athletic at the minimum. Dude, skiing ain't that easy, man. <laughs> skiing is not that easy. <laughs> if you're doing it, like, if it's like a once a t- year type of thing, all right. But if you're doing it consistently, it's not that easy. There's just like, you need to have some kind of like crazy strength. But yeah, so it's like you're showing certain skills. Now, to be interesting for interesting sake, like that, sometimes it could get weird, right? Like it's like it, it really depends. It could be like, look, do you actually like doing this? Yeah. Like, well, why are you saying yeah. this? And also, you have to also look at the fact that there's the person on the other end is going to have their own um, set of baggage sometimes too. That's like the person, the hiring manager, yeah. HR, yeah. and they may look at something that's like, oh, like this is kind of weird. And it may not be weird because you may enjoy doing it, which is fine. But at the end of the day, you're trying to get a job. So <laughs> you also have to look at all these other factors and to make sure that whatever you're presenting of yourself is not going to be like throwing. Weird. Yeah. Like, weird. Or like, yeah, yeah you're going to like, uh, what's going on? here? Come across as again, that recommendation that I said, uh, that tip that I said in the last podcast is again, you don't want to give that impression that you're too desperate or, or try yeah, hard. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cause again, it's like a negotiation. It's very, it's yeah. a fine balance. You want to show you're interested, but you don't want to come across as like very needy. Cause otherwise people are like, Whoa, this is just yeah. scary. If you tell me you've worked and you've wanted to work at, I don't know, Nike since you were five, yeah. that's probably not true. <laughs> And so you don't need to exaggerate. Be yourself. But the other thing is, you know, um, for example, what you've, you you said that you with your resume you'd put in a uh, like a sample yeah. s- sample work. I feel work like nowadays here. everybody has a phone. Why wouldn't you record something? I record what? Just your of yourself. Yeah. Like, hey, listen. Uh, I want to get your job. It could be a casual conversation, like, not like a begging conversation. Yeah. Like, look, if I was to apply for my next job, I would put that I'm running this podcast. Yeah. On it. Like, why yeah. not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. yeah. But even if you're not running a podcast, you could make a video on your phone. Yeah, uh, isn't like I know that Samsung's recording for record 4K, 6K, whatever it is. 6K. Holy I think uh, iPhones okay. are doing the same thing. No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, point is, they record in high def, right? And you don't necessarily have to be like, "Yo, this is what I do," whatever. Just like, hey, just have a genuine conversation. My name is so and so. I'm applying to you guys because I really want to get into doing this and that or whatever, yeah. right? This is what my sh- like what my uh, skill set is. I would appreciate an interview, whatever. I think seeing that like it, it's intriguing because first of all, like going back to the point, resume is number one, but that is then a entry to like okay, well this person has a video. Let me see this, go see this video. Now I see this video. If the video is really well done, not really well, like well done as in you're well spoken. Again, back to communication skills. It doesn't have to have like. Um, words and all this transitions and all that crap just on your phone boom um 
if this person spends like two, three minutes, just talk, and it doesn't have to be half an hour. Again, two no. minutes. Yeah. Right. Um, I get to relate to that person right away. You do. You do. And I see their face, and I, I get to. I, I at least think. Yeah. That I know them to some and, degree. And now, you know, with the uh, like how pervasive smartphones are and stuff, you almost have no excuse to, yeah. to be able to do that. I know people are sometimes afraid to put themselves online and things like that. But it's like eventually I think a lot of this video content creation, blogging, etc. Yeah. It'll become like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a base, something that everybody has to have yeah. to just be considered for a job position. Yeah. Eventually, I think it'll become like that. Yeah. It will. I wanted to cover one last thing, and uh, that's just the thought that occurred to me. That's about, you know, career transitions and stuff like that. Like, let's say you've been an accountant for a while, and then you're transitioning to, I've seen some drastic transition. Like, accountants have become developers. Oh, wow. Like, completely crazy, complete career switch. Mm. Um, I did a a bit of a transition myself that's working from accounting to, like, capital markets and finance. A lot of people who don't know anything about finance and accounting might be like, well, it's the same thing. It's not. Yeah. It was it was a pretty tough transition for me um, to make. But I would say is that, you know, sometimes, um, and I know hiring managers are going to hate me for saying this, a lot of hiring managers sometimes, and especially tends to be recruiters, they want to box you in and be like, you're an accountant, therefore you must be an accountant yeah. for 70 years of your life, yeah. right? That's completely messed up, completely messed up. And that's to say to a lot of job seekers, right, if you're doing – you're in a job right now that you don't like or pursuing a path that you don't like, you can always switch. You can always make that change by showing how your skills are are transferable to another industry. That's one. And the other number two thing is, is like what we've always, we've discussed throughout this whole, these two episodes is showcase how your experience, your knowledge is applicable to that under, other industry. Yeah. And there are many tools to be able to do that. There's work you can create content, work you can create online, content creation online, um, stuff like that. Becoming an authority, like let's say you want to go into um, design, graphic design. You could start a blog about it and write, yeah. write you know, concepts about designs and things like that. And it doesn't need to be very fancy or at an expert level. It could be just basic stuff, yeah. right? Where you show people you have an authority in something and that way you can make that transition from one career path to another. I agree. 100%. All right. Yeah, this has been great. Two episodes just talking about uh, <laughs> resumes, job applications, and stuff like that. There's a lot to cover in this topic. Yeah, there a is. A lot to cover there indeed. Is. But if you guys have any other subjects or topics you want us to talk about, you leave it in the comments below. Yeah, drop a comment and we'll be uh, happy to cover it. All right. All right. Take care, guys. Take care. We'll see you on the next one. All right.